0: Listening to the Antsmarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM Radio.
1: Okay, y'all, it's been a while, but welcome back to the Antsmarching.org podcast. This is episode eighty-four. We're recording Thursday night, July twelfth, right in the middle of the summer. I am joined once again happily <laughs> by Jake. Vigliati and Joe, Mal- Jake Malashevsky and Joe Vigliotti. <laughs> I like that. How you and, doing and,
0: it? and, it's, and it's the 13th, not the 12th, so you're really on fire.
1: Oh, you're right. <laughs> we're not going to even bother recording that again, but we'll just go with it because we're, we're like Seinfeld here. We go to one take and we move on exactly well we we're
0: I guess we're doing better than you are Matt how are you Matt by the way
1: I'm doing all right I'm not having any chick-fil-a sauce right now Jake but you should I you know. should how good how good did that chick-fil-a sauce look
2: so I'll it admit, looks like it would be sticky to bathe in Jake
0: no no it's not
1: it is heavenly 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 so what I'm confused about is whenever I've had chick-fil-a sauce I gotta be honest and I'm a sauce condiment guy and if nobody knows what we're talking about Jake um does some writing on uh, well for one for for one mash dot com. Jake writes um, articles, <laughs> uh, and and they they're really like you know kind of interesting pop culture stuff. If I can say so, Jake. Um, well, but one of you. them is he basically goes out there and and breaks down Chick Fil A sauce. Uh, whenever I've had it, Jake, I have always thought it was very mayo heavy and like a little bit. And certainly, the ingredients surprised me because I thought it was. 10 parts mayo, and one part everything else.
0: No, actually, yeah, and that's, that's my little feature, if you don't mind me pitching it. Um, I do basically a weekly column where I'll t- copycat a recipe from someplace. And yes, uh, this week's was the Chick-fil-A sauce. And the good thing about Chick-fil-A is because I go there all the time and everybody knows me. I literally had one of the Chick-fil-A employees tell me, exactly what it was. I mean, he flat out told me, this is what it is. And we've made it from scratch, and it's exactly the same thing. So that's all it is. It's just it's just honey mustard, barbecue, a little bit, not too much of that coleslaw dripping.
1: I, I gotta it. be and honest. The, and the buffalo sauce. I love sauces. I love dips. I love spreads. All of it. I think Chick-fil-A might be my least favorite big chain condiment out there. I hate to be the bearer of bad news and, the, and contrarian, but
2: it's no Arby's what's sauce, the, what, Jake. I, I was going to say, what's your number one? Arby's I would say happy the Arby's sauce.
0: Yeah, you do have an obsession with Arby's sauce, and I, I can't blame you for that. I'm probably going to make an Arby's sauce eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Chick-fil-A sauce is the top of the mountain. However, I will say this. I don't know uh, out in, in the um, Seattle land area, Matt, if you have any steak and shakes out there. No. But that, that Frisco sauce is the real deal. That Frisco burger I made a few weeks ago was the real deal, let me tell you. Well, I've made that many times since then.
1: Welcome to episode one of Condiments for Faster Restaurants. (laughs) I am Matt. Joe, how are you
2: doing? (laughs) Not too bad. I couldn't be farther from you guys. I like to eat it just as it was intended. Don't need any sauce. Don't need to complicate it. But uh, doing good. I actually got a beer with me. Um, Oh, you do? Yeah. What you got there, Joe? I got a Southern Tier. Freshy, which is like this little um, IPA they made that was like limited release that I had to run downtown and pick up at whatever six in the morning it felt like. But um, wow. it's a it's a nice little nice little can that I will enjoy while we do this podcast. Very good.
0: Well, I, I also have a. Um... A special beer, and that's from one right down the road from me. It is Red Cypress Brewery, which is located in Winter Springs, Florida. And I am drinking the Wear Black Pale Ale, which is their special pale ale that they created with uh, some Florida hops to it.
1: When are you going to get some of that Red Cypress advertising money, Jake? You know what? They've
0: been mentioned three times on mash.com by me. And I went in and I even told the guys, like, look, I gave you a shout out. And he's like, okay, it's great. Yeah, like you get mentioned on Ants, you get mentioned on Mash. You are just living the high life, but nothing. They're seeing sales spikes. They have
1: no idea where it's coming from.
0: Not even a (laughs) T-shirt.
1: Well, okay. So now that we are actually, we're admitting we're on a Dave Matthews Band podcast here. So, um, Jake, Jake brought us all together because uh, a little bit happened this week. um, Something that I uh, am personally excited about, and this goes back a decade. I remember sitting in my old house in upstate new york talking about vinyl with you guys and oh yeah and, and this went way back to like the rarity of the initial printing of before these crowded streets and just do you think they'll go back and do it and we were talking with management at the time and there were some hints that yeah we want to do this but there's challenges with getting the original recording and then the manufacturing process and at that time 10 years ago vinyl wasn't I mean, it was still, it wasn't on the
2: full comeback yet.
1: It, right, it was starting. The, the 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 inklings were coming out, but certainly not as as strong
2: as it is right now. So, uh, Joe, what happened? What do you mean? What happened? I it, we I mean, from from the start, we've now had an, uh, you know releases of what is that twenty year anniversaries of albums had their vinyls, and we've had a number of live tracks as part of Record Day vinyl releases. Um, but the one we got. Um, that was announced this week was a 5-LP vinyl set for DMB's 25th anniversary, a special limited edition production of only 2,500 units um, of a whole bunch of live tracks over the course of the band's uh, playing life here. Um, Limited quantity. I don't know, I miss any other details about it, Jake? High level?
0: No, I mean, I, I, I think that's... That's basically it. You know, 25 tracks from... It's it's not one from every year, which I think is... It might be a little misleading that you might think it's like one from every year, which it's not. In fact, hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the year 2000 actually has four releases. Am I correct?
1: Yeah. Oh, wait. This is, is, this is 25 tracks also? Yeah, 25 songs. Oh, That's I right. just thought 25 referred to the anniversary. Actually, it's twenty-six. Because um,
0: there's, a, there's, a, there's, a a, into, there's a granny into there's a granny and a big-eyed fish, so yeah, there's okay. actually
2: 26.
1: Ah, okay. Tracks. But they, they, okay, 20, 25 they tracks. It.
2: Though one of them is to yeah, okay. But it is right. it is a it is an anniversary. of Their 25th 25th anniversary.
1: It,
0: yes, but it's an it anniversary of their 25th anniversary. Very good. <laughs> how, uh,
1: how Jake? Do you have any idea how this the genesis of this project? I mean, I know that obviously. They've been looking, like Joe mentioned and alluded to, that they've uh, been way into the vinyl kind of renaissance. Uh, I think it's smart for them, but I mean, this is a much more involved project than just taking an already released studio album and reissuing it.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is the the product of of a number of years of work and a lot of research and, and listening and so on and so forth went into um, went into this release, and I guess I could just come out and say it that, you know, luckily enough for me, I was able to actually work on this project, um, with management. So, um, I would say a lot of management,
1: Jay, come on, be
0: honest. (laughs) I'm just, (laughs) I'm just glad people like it. That's, that's really, that's really the important thing that, that people like it. But, but yeah, it was a, it was a project that took years to do to, you know, a lot of research, a lot of listening, a lot of listening to songs, um, just to figure out what works, and and, and uh, I think that the final product is is pretty good. I'm I'm pretty pleased with it.
2: How, how long ago did you get pulled in?
0: Honestly, for um, this honestly,
2: particular project we're talking about at the moment,
0: I I think it was either late 2013 or early 2014. So this has been, I mean, literally this has been a this has been a long time coming.
1: So. I, so not I'm not being critical here, but this is probably the four-year, three-year gestation was more about probably being on the back burner at times and not necessarily four years of full-bore effort, I'm guessing, right? He hasn't slept since then, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, certainly other stuff's happened in between there.
0: Well, well, I mean, like, um, what's the latest song? So the latest song is from 2015. So obviously in 2015, we were still in the process of making, um, eliminations for songs.
1: So when you, Snow when you started this, Atlanta. you were, you were about 60 years old when you started. <laughs> yes. And now, and now I am eight young, Matt, young Jake. <laughs>
0: I remember, I remember when George Washington was a freshman in high
1: school.
2: Yes. So, um, I know that and it comes with, it, and it comes with a whole bunch of other stuff too, right? It comes with like a, a photo book and, um, I guess maybe just the photo book it's in a in a fancy box too. housed
1: in a fabric wrapped
2: lift top box and contains a
1: foil stamped hardcover book featuring photographs exhibited in the DMB twenty five pop up retrospective containing a lot of pictures from Sam Erickson. Yes, which is awesome. We good, love Sam, which
2: yeah, which our good is friend great. Sam. Yep Harrison, that yes. that whole
1: that whole what a great idea I think to to thank the fans and kind of give them a give them a treat to to get a little bit a different glimpse outside of just you know. Buying your seat and and seeing uh, seeing a concert, it's really a really great I, look at the band through the years.
2: I haven't heard a, a ton of feedback, heard some some basic feedback on it, but I think that is like a really really cool thing. I think people would want that book if they could, you know, just have that book. Could sell for a pretty good price. The pictures from that gallery are just amazing, and to be able to to own it. I mean, they were selling prints of some of those photos at the pop up retrospective mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. I mean, they weren't cheap what I mean, I don't know. They're 200 bucks a piece, I think, or something. Um, but to get actually get, um, a book that features some of those photos, I mean, that's super valuable, I would say. Yeah, that's, I mean, just wonderful, absolutely wonderful pictures by all the photographers that, uh, participated
0: in that pop-up. It was really great.
1: One of the things I've, I've read from the community and we've got, this is a really hot topic. There's over what, 800 and Fifty replies on the discussion thread that started up a couple of days ago um, people are wondering uh, okay vinyl that's wonderful it's certainly a niche market still at least compared to people who have cd players or just straight up digital mp3s will there be a digital option here
0: well i can tell you that i truly don't know i i have absolutely no idea um, but I was thinking about this. I was I was chatting with a, a couple of guys in uh, in girls in, in plus the other day, and I said, um, "Is has there been a vinyl release that hasn't been on digital?" And and if there has, I can't think of one. I I bought the uh, Red Rocks uh, um, vinyl disc, which sounds absolutely fantastic, even on my very not great record player, and that came with a digital download. And, and I know that the albums came with. Uh, the the uh, studio albums came with digital downloads so I'm just saying that everything has i, I don't know why it wouldn't well, here's why a guess. this one
1: wouldn't let's say I'm red light and i say okay i've got twenty five hundred of these vinyl albums will the demand for those vinyl albums increase decrease or stay the same if I say just these vinyl albums are for sale or these vinyl albums but for the price of oh i don't know Eighty-nine dollars, you can get the digital download. Would I would argue it wouldn't change. People who want the limited edition would still want the limited edition. But I think, I think you almost generate more interest when you have the ability to have more people listen to the music, and then maybe you get both. Or, yeah, of course, with the vinyl, it should include digital. That that's a that's in 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 my
2: dreams in my imaginary scenario. That's what's happening. There, the there's comes. well providing the digital there's two different scenarios is that digital is provided just to the people that bought the vinyl or digital is provided as another separate for sale option down the road. Which are you talking about? It would not that because I would say digital
1: separate purchase, but the vinyl would come with it in that scenario. So can you buy buy, plus digital for 175, or just digital for 90 bucks?
2: Well, that's expensive for just the digital, I would say, but I, I can come out and say I put down my money for this. I'm excited about it. Um I and it was the book is part of it, but I did it a little bit from an investment standpoint. And I would be very disappointed if they released this for sale as a digital download. And I and I that's like a little bit uh, snobbish of me because i know not everybody is 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 buying into this this price point and into this and like why should you hold hold back but purely like i feel like they've kind of set this up as an exclusive but and if you go and just release it and anybody can get the music from it it really loses a lot of its exclusive value so i would be disappointed that's that's my take isn't it isn't it funny that
1: if that's the case if they were to release it officially you'd feel that way the thing's making it out digitally no matter what, whether they sell it, it or not. It is. It's
2: making it out no matter what, yes. It but is. you're right.
1: The value of it still, because it wasn't, a, it wouldn't be official, the value yeah. of this pro, this release product is it holds higher. Right. Do you want it to come well, with digital download
2: with just the vinyl? I would. For, for the If you purchase the vinyl, you get a digital download, great, and then you know the, it, other people somehow get it or, or whatever. I think that's great, but Selling it as a, an official you can get this as another way, I think hurts the value of the, the uniqueness of this.
0: Oh, well there's something that um, I think you have to keep in mind is, um, and if you just look at the, just look at the track listing, you'll notice that there's not very many songs per side. In fact, there's one, two, three, four total sides that have three songs, and that's the most.
2: Yeah, you either um, have three or you have two.
0: that's it.: Correct. And, and that was one of the um, that was one of the things that factored into all of the uh, all of this was because it was always going to be a vinyl was to provide the best fidelity possible and and Matt I know that you have a lot more technical knowledge about um, vinyls than I do that's for sure but it's somewhere in the 18 minute to 18 and a half minute range that will allow the full fidelity of a sound to be on a vinyl and as you know a vinyl sounds Tremendously better than a a CD or even a DVD. It's just the the sound just is is fuller, for lack of better term. Yeah. Well,
1: u- ultimately, to, to speak to that, we should bring in Stevie Steve Burke one of these times because Dolby be Blue on the boards, he just knows his stuff intimately. Yeah, um, absolutely. But ultimately, you're looking at an analog sound wave versus digital. Where an if you picture a wave and an analog sound wave that is sound that you that your ear interprets. Where digital, you have to take a snapshot of that sound wave, you take a slice vertically, slice, slice, slice. And yes, there are, a typical CD is like 44,000 slices per second. So you gotta think you could draw a wave with 44,000 vertical lines and it looks pretty smooth from 10,000 feet. Ultimately though, ultimately you it's an approximate position at every single step of those 44,000 slices. And that's the digital form but it's not as smooth and as natural as the analog. So that's what you're talking about, Jake, and you're right. It's it's a fuller, um, more organic sound. It, it just is.
0: Right, and basically, I mean, when you hear this lover lay down on the vinyl, I mean, you know, when you hear what Roy does to this thing with that saxophone, you know, you're going to have tears in your eyes, basically, because it's going to sound like nothing you've ever heard before, because
1: the sound is just going to be so. And, of course, a lot of that depends on what kind of system you can. But that the same well, still well, yeah. is true for CD or digital or whatever. Like, people are talking – I have hearing issues. I have tinnitus. Um, so I can't enjoy this as much as I used to. But, um, you know, Apple Music or Spotify, even even the 300 – even the high-quality streaming, it's it's bad. And and it's, it's too bad because it's gotten to the point now where those services are so ubiquitous, people just don't care anymore. It's good enough for most people. But when you hear – truly well-engineered sound and high fidelity it it makes a massive difference it's like it's like hd when you're used to standard definition tv
0: oh absolutely yeah i mean just on the red rocks alone i just when i got the red rocks in sat down and listened to the whole thing straight through and, and was literally blown away and and we've talked about this in past podcasts but i have not listened to red rocks in 15 years i've listened to it twice on vinyl yeah 'Cause it just sounded so good.
1: Well, Relics magazine um seems pretty impressed by the release too, and they make kind of a it's it's not I wouldn't say it's controversial, but it's certainly a bold claim that, that this release, as you alluded to, Jake, four songs from two thousand, that this release solidifies two thousand the year two thousand as the band's definitive year. And whether you're talking about music or or just their their life cycle or longevity, I think I think you can make that argument.
2: I, I, well, I, I, what I Go want ahead. to – related to that is I know we threw out the idea first or, or talking about is, hey, this isn't a a 25 songs of one for every year, which is kind of an interesting thought. Like pick the best song or pick a really good song from each of the years as a, 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 of the 25 but when that kind of limits you right um that you're now forced to pick one from a year or maybe it wasn't that good when you move to this kind of format where hey it's just pick 25 some really good songs anywhere from that period then you kind of start to get some songs that fall into the same year and that's what you're talking about matt is we end up getting a bunch of songs from 2000 so uh, you know our friend our friend um rob Slider, which um you know, I should probably pronounce as Rob S. Later, um, <laughs> who wrote the who wrote the the relics uh, article. You know, makes that point that this must mean that 2000 is the definitive year. How do you how do you how do you take that, Jake?
0: Well, I, not to burst Rob's bubble because I kind of agree with that. 2000 was a was a tremendous year. Um, we didn't do that on purpose. It just it just fell that way. That four songs ended up being from 2000 i mean one of them say goodbye you may recall that best of what's around volume one had a misprint on it it was actually labeled 72500 it was actually the 7500 release it's a different show which is totally and that version is totally different from this version so you can kind of look at this say goodbye being released as kind of like a mea culpa for what happened last time in a way and plus the say goodbye is fantastic the other ones are just really, really good performances. The Stone from nine to two thousand is, is one of the most popular and well known Stone performances by the band. And man, that that busted stuff and Lover Lay Down are so good. That busted stuff's amazing. When people hear that busted stuff, they're gonna be like, "Wow, why is that song not played
1: more often?" That's a real rare it's, one. I, I just remember the electricity around and the anticipation around every show from two thousand and. Part of that for me personally was that was the year that I really began seriously following the band live, but it just seemed like even trying to take that into context and look at it objectively in subsequent years and compare it to 2000, and it just seems like that year really stands out, that people were wondering what songs they were going to get. What are the? What's one of these new songs? And they came with new songs, and how many new songs have they put out recently where even the ones that become popular, they start out and it's kind of like... Eh, I guess it's okay. And then you kind of talk yourself into it where these songs like gray street and grace has gone JTR bartender instantly loved and just cherished. And now I know bartender wasn't a brand new song, but songs like that, it, they were, they were massive and people just, they went nuts. I mean, listen to some of those recordings from like early June when they, when they kicked the tour off and they were in, they were in like Ohio and in, uh, Indiana the, the Deer Creek two-night stand in um, in mid-June. It's the it, energy on those on those tapes of the crowd and the band. I, I don't know if I've heard things like that. It's certainly not often um, since then.
0: I just realized that there's actually six songs on this Live 25 from the Lily White Sessions. I, I didn't even realize that until I just looked at it. Um, so I guess that I, I guess we kind of like those a little bit.
1: That Kit Kat Jam <laughs> at Darien Lake was cool. The two thousand, I love oh, that show. That's a great show. The two thousand three Darien, I think we got Dreaming Tree, Kit Kat, and Last Stop in the same show. I didn't even know you were at that one. Wow! Yeah, I was at Darien Lake until I moved. Until I moved to Seattle, I was at Darien Lake. Um, uh, a yeah, lot. I, I, I
0: actually I did that for you, Matt. Just so you
1: know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always got the same show. I always got the same show every or the same seats every year. Let's look at this Darian Lake show. Uh, we had, uh, we had, um, you never know. Forty-one. Pay for what you Ugh. get. We did get a loving wings. Where are you going? So that was the the the, lay, the the egg. But you got Kit Kat Jam, Cry Freedom, Last Stop, Lover Lay Down, Into the Stone, Dreaming Tree, and Grace is Gone. Great Street in the Anchor. I, uh, that's a great show. Wow, it's a great it's a show. Great show. Yep. Golly. Yep. yep. I was pleased. Angel. They threw Angel in there too, but I'll take that's Angel. Intense twice a show before I want to hear Loving Wings and Where Are You Going. And I'm, I'm, and I'm talking 16-Minute Angel, too. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> wow, that says yeah. something. But I, yeah. I will concur with Rob on the uh, 2000, for sure. I, there, I think back to 2000, and I still get this little, this 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 magical feeling, just uh, very exciting. Very exciting time for the band. Um, we know, obviously, what happened. we talked about it ad nauseum um, in the studio But uh, that band was still willing to take risks at that point in 2000. I think shortly after that, that went away, very shortly after that. But we saw the last bits of that um, reckless spark in 2000.
0: You know, I mentioned there was actually 26 songs on here. Technically speaking, there's actually 28 now that I think about it, because the What You Are actually has an interpolation. In it, and the interpolation is lying in the hands of God, which is a year before Big Whiskey even came out. What? But in Hartford, yeah, in Hartford in 2008, Dave sang a little bit of the refrain from that in the intro to "What You Are."
1: How I'm going so to tour Central? I'm going to see if there is a there is a tease in there. Wow! By, doing my job. Good job, Jake. <laughs> I called you on it, but it looks like yes. it also happened. On the ninth, Five Nights Earlier. Yeah, that one wasn't as good. No, okay, okay. What part of the lyrics?
0: Uh, The Cut Your Wings Off a Butterfly, the whole part before that, if you never knew you would. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's good there. And and you know, I've talked about that I'm not a really big fan of that song in particular. However, I like it. I really like that version a lot, and I hate to say it, but it's actually turned me into a fan of the song, because yep. it's, it's really good. And the other song that's actually hidden in there is Joe M's uh, personal favorite, the one that he wants to hear. Toy Soldiers? Toy Soldiers. No. What? Where is, where is that? Toy Soldiers is on the front of that warehouse on side E, 622-96. right after Snow Outside. You're 622-96. kidding me. Let me look. Let me Six twenty
1: two ninety I'm on Tour Central right now.
0: Yep, and that is the toy soldiers. That is the best toy soldiers.
1: There it is. Act- me. The last one. Why?
2: Why didn't they talk the about episode.
0: that? Uh, I don't know, but it's there. I promise you. It's last there. live oh. toy soldiers,
1: Joe. You got it. You got the release.
2: That's freaking awesome. You can. You oh can my god! You're it done is. going to shows, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Joe, no, you know, I, 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 I still I need to see that it live. Me. I haven't seen it live yet. <laughs>
0: One, one can dream, but that is definitely there. Yeah, and that is that is the toy soldiers. That is. Are the you best kidding performance
2: me? And they yeah. put it at the front side of it. It's
0: yeah, the front. Be- because yeah. it, it it goes. Nancy's into warehouse. I mean, Nancy's into toy soldiers in the warehouse, but the the Nancy's into toy soldiers actually has a pause. It wasn't a actual yeah. complete. Mm-hmm. It, they actually
1: pause for a second.
2: And, no way. Uh,
1: I do. That's love, so sweet. Uh, if I had one little gripe i do love the fact that the, the granny on here has the the awesome song formerly known as big eyed fish now a neutered old dog as the intro to granny it's such it's but, just but such don't, a sad story but don't forget that they never played a big eyed fish
0: as the lily white sessions full band correct dave dave sang it on a dave on dave and tim in 2003 he sang it in the correct order but as far as the Lily White version um, in a full band setting, it never happened. Yeah. So yeah. you're limited, and you go into the 2002s, and, and you know it was very exciting when he played it, when everybody brought their signs and everything. But when you go back and listen to them, they're really not exactly yeah. what you
1: thought they were. Those were the days of the exciting sound checks. Yes. Like you would go find that perch, and you could just hear the sound outside the venue, and try to catch what they were playing. And they were they were testing a lot of the stuff from the Lily White sessions for the. <sighs> Oh, man, that was exciting. That was so cool.
2: Yeah. I'm just uh, just looking at this, though. Like, of the songs that are from the Lily White Sessions, I'm trying to do this quickly, but really only, like, what is it? Like, one of them is from before Busted Stuff was released or when they started recording, you know, for Busted Stuff, right? I think... um, JTR, you mean? Yeah. JTR was, like, 01 and then... There was one more. I'm trying to remember which one it was. It Was 2000? Busted stuff was 2000. Yeah, busted stuff 2000 right. and JTR01. All the other ones are t- uh, busted stuff. When time did frame. busted stuff Album. release? 2002.
0: In no no no. It was
2: 03. But when in 03? No, nope. nope, 2002. No, it's no.
1: 2002.
0: It was July 16th, 2002. I remember. Oh, you're well.
1: right. It's it's almost hit Should- its 15th anniversary in four in Correct. three days.
0: In three days.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I thought that was 03 for some reason.
0: No, hmm. no. It was because they played 2002. They didn't play any of the songs they had never played before until that show on July 16th. Then they played a full band captain, full band Kit Kat jam, and a full band whatever else they had not played live. And I don't know what else they had. Was that, played was live that, a, my head. Was that in Hartford? Uh, let's ask antsmarching dot org
2: <laughs> slash trying to, tour. Trying to remember. It sounds like sounds like a show I was at. Probably. What show weren't you at? Let's just start <laughs> from there and. and I backwards. wasn't at the show that Dave just played for a ice cream party in New York. It's said New York. <laughs> uh,
0: actually, it, w- it was just it. It was in uh, Camden, and it was Captain and Kit Kat Jam were the two songs that Dave played.
2: Okay.
1: Just so you know, Joe, that Toy Shoulders show, the um, Pine Knob in in Michigan from yeah. ninety six, uh, we do have a recording of that from the audience on ANS. Oh, yeah. so if anybody wants to go out there and grab that, um, if they haven't got the vinyl yet or anything like that, they want to grab that.
2: I, I, yes. uh, I uh, constantly listen to that. Yeah. It's on. <laughs> It's,
1: too, it's, <laughs> no, it's very
2: short, so you have to kind of, you kind of have to look.
1: Jake it. texted you once when you were hanging out with me, and I heard that it was your text tone. It's just a whole song played. <laughs> it was like three and a half minute text tone. <laughs> and then I finally picked up the phone. Yeah. Picked up the so, phone. so, uh, as we wrap up talk about the, the vinyl release here, um, they printed, they pressed 2,500 copies and said that, uh, whatever's left over will go public on sale today. Um, and they went public on sale, which means that it did not sell out to at least 2,500 warehouse members.
2: That is, in my opinion, very, very disappointing. The fact that this did not sell out as warehouse only is concerning to me, that there is not 2,500 warehouse members that want to get this. Yeah, I'll be honest. I bought it for um,
1: collectors, same. And let me tell you something. When when these do sell
2: out, the the value is going to go way over one seventy five. Yeah, it's it's it, this is a the life of this this set is it's early in its life and it's going to have a crazy story over all these years. But I could say the story would be a lot different if it sold out the first day it was offered to warehouse members only. The, that story would be pretty crazy from the start. It, it, it'll eventually get there and it'll, it'll go through a lot of things. But the fact that this didn't sell out warehouse only has now gone public sale for 24 hours and the public sale sale has still not sold out? 2,500 copies? That's not that many copies for DMB fan base. That's a little bit surprising. And especially if, Given that about. they
1: took the year off, maybe warehouse could have said, a fine, it'll go public on sale for 175 For warehouse members, it's 125 Thanks for well, sticking with us in an off year. Uh,
2: yeah, the no tour year, the no tour year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they considered a no tour year. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that would have been nice. That's a dream, dream world. But one I, other, I'm just surprised. One other song that jumps out at me on this. Um, it's and it's from the
1: early days of the song, which there's there's a recording out there from May of that. Eh, no, this is a year after that. Sorry, but anyway, still early days. Um, Forty one from. Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, Eve, 96. Um, no, cr- after
0: Christmas Eve, after Boxing Day.
1: That's what I mean. New Year's Eve, Eve. Yes, oh, Eve. Love me some Boxing Day. Yeah. What about that, Jake?
0: That that 41?
1: Yeah. Got anything to say about that? <laughs> that thing interests me. Oh,
0: that's a funny story. Okay, well, here, I'll get you a little inside baseball. How's that? You want a little inside baseball? I do prefer inside uh-huh. baseball.
1: It's my favorite kind of baseball. So,
0: <laughs> so basically, you know, as, as we're putting this together, we're already thinking, okay, kinda of what songs we want. We had a big list of songs and worked it down and narrowed it down and so on and so forth. But when we knew we wanted a 41, but remember that we wanna make sure that this sounds as best as possible. So you can't have any forty ones that are gonna go on for you know twenty four minutes or anything like that, because you can't put that onto a vinyl. So and don't forget You kind of want to make sure you get another song on there, too. So you're looking for that sweet spot around, you know, seven minutes to ten minutes, somewhere in there. Um, So now, obviously, that takes you back to the 90s. You can't go anything past 2000, really. There might be a couple 2000s mixed in there, but most of them are around 13, 14 minutes. So now we're back in the 90s. So now we're going through all these 1990 recordings and so on. And If you just kind of think back, if you just if I just said to you forty one, you know something that immediately jumps to your mind would probably be uh, the Christmas the December ish tour of nineteen ninety
1: eight, right? Uh, yeah, that's right before listener supported, right?
0: Uh, the year before that,
1: the tour the tour before that. Okay.
0: So that was kind of when that was when Tim was touring with the band and Bella was touring with the band. Uh, that's where live tracks one came from so that those are there's some really really good 41s and then they weren't like super crazy so as we're going through listening to all these 41s from there so we have all these 1998 41s we're listening to and this one stands out it's like wow that's amazing this this one so it sounds just like the album it sounds just like crash it's like somebody took crash the album version and just basically they just played it live only this jams are a little bit longer It's like eight minutes long. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And I listened to it like three times in a row. I was like, man, this is really, really, really good. This is great. And I looked at it and went, wait a second. This isn't 1998. This is 1996. (laughs) I'm like, how did this get in here? So basically, I just had the wrong song. And I'm like, crap. But at the same time, like, wow, this is really, 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 really good. And kept listening to it, listening to it. We listened to like six or seven 41s. And we just kept coming back to him. We're like, wow, because Roy's so good on it. And he goes, he does the flute solo and then switches over to the saxophone solo. And, and Boyd is fantastic on it. And Dave's voice is just money. It is really just awesome. And I just like completely found that by accident. <laughs> it's just, just I couldn't read the difference between a six and an eight. And it's the only reason it made it.
1: Uh, the mm. the sight is one of the first senses to go, Jake, as you age. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so we won't we won't hold that we won't hold that against you. So if I had
0: my reading glasses on, that that would have been twelve twenty nine ninety eight.
1: <laughs> well, I think that, <laughs> but that, it real
0: it's it's a great. I'm telling you, it's a fantastic number forty one. You guys are gonna love
1: it, gonna really like it. Looking forward to it. And the nice thing is we don't have to wait too long. It it ships in a couple of weeks. Yes, that's nice. That is nice. Well, we'll see if it does go to sold out soon here. Now that it's public on sale, there's certainly. Certainly a lot of discussion about it. Uh, I think that about wraps up talk. And we got a few minutes left here. Do you guys want to kind of just touch on the 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 no tour from this year? I mean, I don't know if there's any fatigue from all the no-shows that we're not going to. But, uh, <laughs> too many no-shows. No I, I did go to a show. I know, Matt, you didn't go to a show
0: because they didn't even come close to going out on the you know, have West Coast. Wouldn't went anyway.
2: But- <laughs> because it's the <laughs> year off. It's the 2011 but I, I would-
0: rule, yeah. I went to Jacksonville, which was a neat, kind of very, very unique concert venue. It's actually attached to the football stadium where the Jacksonville Jaguars play. And there's a small amphitheater, holds about 30, about 3000 people or so right next to the stadium. And then right behind that amphitheater is the practice field. It was the strangest setup I've ever seen. But it worked, and the acoustics weren't that bad. It just the, the show was the first of the real summer tour. No offense to everybody in Nashville and Tuscaloosa and New Orleans. But it kind of kicked off everything, and it, and it felt more like a warm-up show to me. But it was a neat little thing, and I got to hear Bismarck, which I'm a big fan of that song. So, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, the only problem was the last song they played before Two-Step, but we don't even mention that song by name, so that's not important.
2: Dodo? No,
0: there was no -no. stinks. (laughs) We we will
2: not discuss Jake's favorite
1: song. We'll just say
0: that we we avoided that song for
1: many many years. I honestly do believe, and I wouldn't say this. I don't say this to be conceited, but I honestly do believe that they know that you're at a show, Jake, and they break your balls on purpose. (sighs) Because it's happened have, more than
2: once. It's so many
1: times. It's happened. Now, more I do than email
2: once. them all the time and say Jake is gonna be at this <laughs> show like <before> the <laughs> thing. At this but point, I don't think that has anything me. to do with it. Yeah. I think it's so great.
0: it was it was it, you know, it was fun. It was that was the weird show where Dave started off playing two step and I guess um he accidentally had the wrong guitar, so they had to switch to bartender. So it's actually two step intro into bartender, which is very bizarre. Oh wow. But, you know, it was it was fine. It's just it didn't feel like a, it didn't feel like a Dave and Tim show. It felt like a DMB show. And I'm sure, Joe, you saw him on a much larger scale. And you're probably going <laughs> to say the same thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I did the two night stands, uh, my typical, my typical, typical tour. And um, I, mean, I would say uh, the Man Theater in, in Philly. Matt, you would like this theater, uh, this this venue. And it's Philly? like a, in philly what makes you think that (laughs) (laughs) you like bullets right (laughs) the venue is sweet because it it is a perfect blend of saratoga and blossom oh really really yeah yeah you would like it's 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 got the like second level of saratoga but the full wood paneling Mm. of blossom Mm-hmm pretty sweet um but yeah i like that venue a lot and um out of out of of the ones northerly island continues to blow terrible venue for to see a show but you know it is what it is take a chicago show over no chicago show um but you know my take on on all the shows was you know it made me miss the full band i they and the, I, I thought about, like, why is this making me miss the full band so much? And because I, I was constantly like, right here, this is where Stefan freaking slides down the bass, or right here is where Carter just like freaking throws an offbeat hit. And it wasn't there. I'm like freaking air drumming to nothing. Yeah. And I, I, I thought about it. It's like, I think the reason is, is it's really, I think it's because they aren't mixing up the songs significantly enough to make you snap out of hearing the full band if if they if they would be mixed up you wouldn't like expect Carter to hit a hit a cymbal there but because they were kind of playing them pretty straight uh, as they do full band, then you felt like you were missing those parts. So that that was the only thing you know. I was like, I really missed the full band from it, and I maybe wish they would have mixed it up a little bit, a little uh, you know, some of the songs a little bit more, so I wasn't hearing that in my head. um But the shows were great. I mean, they kept them fresh. They mixed them up. There was a lot of variety, and uh, I said the crowds were good. You know, I think we talked a lot about on past podcasts on what was it going to be like, how is what's what's going to be the environment. It was a it was and b concert. People were cool. Right. People were treating it just like anything else. I, I, what I was thinking about a lot at the time was that when else do you sell out these massive theaters and literally all on stage is, is is two people? Usually even if it's a solo artist, they have backers of some kind. But just two people on stage, I was like, that's pretty crazy. I can't think of too many, too many that just do it straight. Just two people, no backing. Anecdotally, and, um, night two of
1: uh, night two of Philly was the highest rated show of the tour. Yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, it, it got was, I mean, it got some good songs. And I'm a, two I, things...
2: I'm a spoon
0: I'm fan. I'm a spoon. Yeah, fan. I, I lo- I'm a big fan of that. That was nice to see Spoon and Pig pop up, and also Why I Am pop up acoustically, which was kind of um, something that I don't think we ever anticipated. There were there were two things that I thought, thought were very interesting, and and Joe, you just touched on one of them. Um, it kind of reminded me a bit of the acoustic uh, portion of the DMB tours of 2014, 2015, um, whereas basically they played the DMB songs just on acoustic instruments. There wasn't any right. uh, anything different to them that we've seen in the past on Dave and Tim tours. D- you know, Dave and Tim slowed down. What would you sl- say? They've slowed down too much. They've sped up, stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't anything like that. And the other thing that's kind of you probably didn't even realize it, not you guys, but just, you know, the biblical you, um, there were two songs played from away from the world. Snow hmm. Outside was played once and If Only was played once.
2: Wow. I didn't realize that. That's just just strange. That is very strange.
1: It's, it's
0: an album that I think the three of us actually liked and a lot of fans like and it's almost forgotten.
1: Wow. I um, I put that well below Big Whiskey at this point. Really, well, well, away from the world? Yeah, well below. I it's so tough. The way you feel about an album when it comes out versus how you feel about it three, four, five years later can differ so greatly. Um, the way it ages, and I I I am actually that, kind of down on Away from the World.
2: Is it more about Big Whiskey or is it more about Away from the World? That's causing that.
1: Oh no, I'm I'm think I'm talking about those completely independently. Uh, I don't really care for Away from the World.
0: Wow. I think it's uninspired.
1: I, I, I most of it.
0: I really like I, I like it except there's only just that one part I don't like in the middle and that's it. I just I wish that they didn't have the, I don't the stupid name of it, the Dave Solo one. He does if uh, not um, not not sweet the yeah. other one
1: mercy uh baby a bit belly full yes belly full i just Uh, i just wish that wasn't there oh that's interesting that doesn't bother me i think if only it's weird i i have a love hate with or like dislike with if only it's not that strong in either direction but i can (laughs) if if you were to tell me if only is the most boring song you've ever heard i can completely see your argument at the same time (laughs) i kind of find myself swaying to the I'm just a fool. Like I can sway with that, too. and I like it. It's chill. So, it's. But here's the thing: I'm not taking that out or putting it on a playlist, and I want to listen to. If, if only I'm not tapping that song. That doesn't right. cause me to want to do that. None of yeah. the songs on that album really do. How about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, nobody's bringing a sign that says mercy. <laughs> you know, it's just not happening.
1: I like broken things and. And belly, belly, nice, but broken. Broken things is a great song. I love that song, but after that, it just kind of disappoints me.
2: Dave's mom's bringing the mercy sign there, Jake. Yes, she's, she's got a sign.
0: Play this for me, Dave. Play this for me, Dave.
2: It's her faith. Was... Well,
1: uh, so I guess we'll we'll see um, we'll see what the next news of the tour are coming up after they come out with that album. Yeah, yeah, right. That album. Well, this is what the longest album? layoff that they've had in between uh, yeah. in between studio sessions.
0: It it actually is, yeah. It, it officially is the the longest because the last album was in twelve. Gosh, what in late twelve? Wasn't around September. I believe
1: it was around Labor Day twelve. Yeah. Hmm. So we're talking five years. We're coming now. up on five years. Let's see, September eleventh, two thousand and twelve. Yeah.
2: Wow. Man, this one this this what album is going to be great? Yeah. They've it's going to be been... a quintuple album, five LPs like this uh, live twenty-five Final only. Final no, only. Vinyl only. It's
1: going to be on. It's <laughs> it's
2: going to be on real to real,
1: eight track. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good that it's it's good that they sprinkle these in between moments with cool releases. I think. Um, with everything going digital, physical physical media is kind of exclusive. It's a cool idea. It was probably expensive to produce too. These aren't, you know, digital is you know, cost. You produce it once and that's that. Vinyl's got a, you got to get the line running. It's it's it, there's an expense to it. There's some care to it. You can feel your music. There's a lot to that. Um, mm-hmm. I think if there's no studio album, for them to do these kind of projects and then the live tracks and the D&B live series that's all real good stuff. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm satisfied with that. I'm happy with that. I, I, I like the band in the studio. Um, I like what they're capable of in the studio. <laughs> not always what comes out, but, um, I always very much look forward to a new, a new album by the band.
2: Yeah. There's always a new energy associated with that. And it's definitely developed over the years. It's not the same thing. So it's always an interesting to see which, what route we're going to go. Yeah. Let's see if this new and album it's has a great horn when- section,
1: yeah, it's
0: always mm-hmm. great when when people love it when it comes out, and then four years later they come up and go. You know what? I really can't stand that album.
2: Well, Rashawn just played with um, <laughs> OAR, o- A- so maybe he's uh, maybe he's joining with them. I don't know. I'm
0: what was he? Know. Oh no, he was Life. with um, he was with Soul. Come on, Soul Live? Is that who it was? Yeah, Soul Life.
2: Yeah. Well, he always he always he always does uh, Soul Life. Um, Oh, that's, he was where we, a, that's where he plucked them from yeah that's yes. he was a, well he was plucked I think he did a lot of things, but he was obviously played with them a lot, but yeah he jumped on with uh, OAR for the the ESPYs, uh here just recently, but I think it was just to help fill a spot.
0: Wow oh, good for
2: him. well we got um got Farm Aid coming up to to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. really Yes, so we'll see how that, that's the only only date we have to look forward to here about the only forward-looking news i guess there, there's a lot of things happening on side projects stefan's got a side project that's going to uh, lake tahoe in in august and um carter and um coffin are playing some jazz fest i don't remember when that is yeah and actually uh, that's
0: in clearwater that's in clearwater florida in uh, october
2: you going the, to that? it's
0: the no, it's the same Saturday as the uh, Alabama-Tennessee game, so
1: you know. Oh, been, you
2: know, yeah. without me, you pry you away from that. Okay, how far and is then, Pittsburgh from Punxsutawney? No, uh, not far. Uh, I don't know the exact. I'll say an hour and twenty minutes, but I don't really know. Okay, cool. Thank you. The, the punk. The um. I always go to the pit, uh, the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade, and they always bring him to that, so I see him once a year. I see Punxsutawney Phil. You do? Yeah. Do you really? Punx- yeah they come to he comes to he comes to the parade, and it's like this big like party bus that's plastered with Punk Phil's face on it, and they have the front of it, like where you normally maybe like put a bike or something. They have like a clear like garbage can, and he's in there, and the clear garbage can like bolted to the front of the bumper of this party bus with his face on it. Wow. In they dry drives to the parade. Here, I thought I was here for Jake's trivia, but let's see. <laughs> wow! see. Uh, so, it?
0: I mean, is it just a drunk fest? I mean, honestly, yes, is, and
2: is it, it... it is, absolutely is, and it's the best time ever. I, I I seriously get super excited about it. It's we. It's here's one. Here, let's put it in perspective. The spot in the parade that I go there. You know how normally they, the parade goers like pass out candy or give away things to the people on the side they do it the reverse the 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 people on the outside of the parade have beads like mardi gras and they whip them at the parade trying to get them into the windows of the cars that are in the parade or to hit people that are walking the parade or get it stuck on their instrument if they so you actually throw beads at the parade um, but yes it's a drunk fest oh my god well, i sorry need to ass. go anyway, it's a great time highly recommend the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Pittsburgh Uh, but yeah, Farm Aid's coming um, so that's the only thing we have to look forward to though, I I want to throw out a rumor there and see what you guys think Um, the rumor is that Full Band comes back to that um, Mexico trip all-inclusive Mexico
0: yeah, that rumor's been floating around for a while in fact, I I think it's a bit more than a rumor because i I, if i'm not mistaken if you go into the actual thread on ants there's some people that are posting some kind of what seems to be inside information from the um hospitality hospitality end of it that -hmm. are basically saying
2: yes it's a done deal i mean the 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 last one was dave and tim and from what i can tell just from my own research, hugely successful because I compared it to, they do multiple different acts on here, fish, some country ones, some jam band ones. Um, and none of them sold out as many hotels as Dave and Tim did. So I would think they'd be trying top top of their list priority to secure, do whatever they can to secure Dave Matthews Band to play it. Um, you know three i guess last time was three nights so you kind of think maybe three nights again thing is it ain't cheap you know um no it's not uh, but for everyone
0: i know that went and i talked to five something like that people and they all loved it they all said it was absolutely amazing would go back again in a heartbeat
2: so they announced i think that dave and tim right after um gorge last time they waited till gorge was over before announcing typical practice they wait till the tour is over and then they announce it a couple weeks after that so it was a september i think announced last time but now with the tour over other than farm aid which is actually farm aids already sold out anyway um there it could be something that could be announced soon if it is going to happen there's no reason they have to wait till september there's no tour could come out here in july or or in August if we're going to hear something. So maybe maybe some promising news um, here in the next month or so.
0: So keep your ears peeled, says Joem.
2: Yeah. DMB Hub jo- app, first to break it.
0: Joem says, get your passport, meet me in Mexico.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, we're working on updates to the Hub app too, so Ooh, stay tuned teasing. for that. We will, we will let you guys know on so- Twitter when things are coming down for sure. Teaser, yes. yeah, little teaser there. Well, I mean, it's been a while, guys, but I think we cannot keep this thing under control. We just kind of motor mouth whenever we get on here. But that's, I think, that's a, a good um, back to the podcast episode. Uh, I mean, with all the shows bring that are going on in this no tour year, it's tough to keep up. But uh, we bring that podcast back again. <laughs> oh, God, oh, oh God, that didn't dirty just happen. Hill. <laughs> well, listen. I expect for the next time, Joe, you to record that track, and we'll replace the intro to the podcast. Oh no! There it is. No well, way. you just send me the file? I'll look for an email <laughs> with an MP3, a .mp3 attachment from you. I look forward to it, and then maybe we'll okay. bring back your song series. Your 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 mailbox was full when I tried this. <laughs> <effort>. <laughs> bounce back uh, anyway, I hope you guys are well it's really good talking with you, it's really good to get a, uh, out and get a podcast out there we hope you all enjoyed listening as well this was episode 84? 84 yep. 84. 84 almost to
2: Jake's age, we're getting closer
0: getting closer <laughs> we'll,
1: the stars will align eventually
0: <laughs> almost
1: there thanks for listening everyone, we'll catch you on the back side
0: Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.